the Nikki Burns Show with Jenny Green. The Nikki Burns Show with Jenny Green. Yeah. 2FM. Now, I've been talking about this all morning and I'm very excited to have it happen because, look, January is a funny month. Like many of us today, you may spend your time worrying about the problems in your life instead of solving them. Or maybe you let unexpected stuff just race through your head at night and you've got the what ifs and the who coulda and why did I and all that running through your head keeping you awake well joining me now in studio is an author who has sold over 900,000 copies of her books in the UK and Ireland alone the first was called The Life Changing Magic of Not Giving an F Take That Marie Kondo it was an instant success has been translated into 20 different languages and her TEDx talk has over 5.4.5 million views excuse me her fourth book is called Calm the F Down it's out now and to tell us more I'm very pleased to welcome in studio best-selling author Sarah Knight. Good morning. Good morning, Connor. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Welcome to Ireland. You mentioned just before we went on, it's not your first time here at all. You've visited. You've been in this fair isle before. I've visited. I've been to your wild Atlantic way. Oh, I haven't been to the wild Atlantic oh, way. Well. When you live somewhere, you never see all the nice stuff we have on offer. And then people go, have you been here? Mm, I actually haven't been well, there. Well, it was both wild and Atlantic. <laughs> and you felt some kind of way afterwards. I did. I felt the way. I felt cold. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's a very Irish experience as well, to feel cold after a visit somewhere. Um, before we get to the new book, I would love to know a bit more about the no Fs given approach to life and what that means for you and, and, and what the philosophy is. Sure. Well, you mentioned Marie Kondo and yes. of course her massive bestseller, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, was the genesis for my idea for my first book, which really started out as an affectionate parody yes. of her decluttering uh, guide and turned into what I call a mental decluttering guide wow. and and a system and a way of life and a strategy. And it took on a life of its own and became turned into this series of no yeah. Fs given guides, of which I'm now on the fourth one, which all address the same concept of mental decluttering and discarding things and people and tasks and obligations that don't, in her parlance, bring you joy. But as I say, get rid of the stuff that annoys you um, so that you can organize your response to the rest. Absolutely. So your journey to becoming an author and writing these books and having this success is kind of unusual. How did you get into writing them aside from the Marie factor? I was a book editor myself in New York City. I'd been doing that for 15 years, spent the last five years of my career at Simon & Schuster, and I was having a lot of success. And I really liked my job. I liked the work. I did not like the environment, just the corporate environment, nothing Mm -hmm. against my colleagues. But it became clear I needed to be somebody who worked for myself. So I spent a very terrifying year sort of saving up and figuring out how I was going to go freelance. And right at the time I quit my corporate job and went freelance, I suddenly had all this brain space that opened up. And I had the idea for my first book. And I started writing it. And then the rest is history. And then I left New York. And my husband and I moved to a tropical island. So we really pressed the eject button in a lot of ways. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Were you nervous doing that? Because it is, for so many of us in life, that next step, the I'm going to leave this situation, it can set off a whole other world. But it is terrifying. (laughs) I was. I was terrified. But I approached everything logically and rationally, which for me, I'm a naturally very anxious person. I'm very type Mm -hmm. A. I'm very organized. I'm a control freak. And I knew I needed to figure out how to react to stress differently or it was going to kill me. And so the first book was about liberating myself from, you know, things that I no longer wanted to spend my time and energy and money on. Mm -hmm. And this book, Calm the F Down, is really about, you know, taking those same um, strategies and applying them to your worries, your freakouts, the what ifs, uh, the shoulda, coulda, why didn't I, as you said in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's where we are today. So what are some of the fun like new themes in this book that people can look forward to in Calm the F Down? So the, the one that I can talk about on radio. Yes, <laughs> I know. I'm very aware of. Just say F. Just yeah. say E-F-F in your head and then you'll be fine. Uh, is what I call the one question to rule them all. And wow. that is, can I control it? And you'll you'll find that a lot of the things that you're worrying about are never going to come to pass anyway. I call that, um, well, it's a bad word, but I call it stuff that hasn't happened yet. Yes, stuff. stuff. that already has. Love stuff. Um, and so if you're worried about stuff that hasn't happened yet, you think to yourself, okay, what's the likelihood of that actually happening? And I have a scale in the book. Um, it's the Serenite stuff storm scale. <laughs> um, and one is highly unlikely and five is inevitable. And in between there, you have a, a spectrum. And so once you've identified whether something is unlikely, try to let it go. If you think it's likely to happen, okay, the next question is, can I control it? Yeah. And if you can spend your time, energy and money on mitigating the fallout, on surviving the event, don't spend your time and energy and money freaking out, punching a wall, crying, hiding under your bed for five days. Um, <laughs> I feel very seen. Going into gambling <laughs> debt, whatever whatever is your... Uh, your, your poison. Your, your poison, exactly. Um, I, I know you've been in Ireland before and I'm, you know, we have this reputation of being so nice and so friendly and so lovely and we are. But Irish people are also, I think, polite to a default and we are not good at saying no. Would you have any advice having written these books on how we as a nation could say no more often? Have you been talking to my publishers about my next book? Because my next book is going to be a manual for saying no. Well, you can um, launch it in Ireland because it'll have a big audience. I'll be at the launch. I think that thus far my books have given people the reason why they're allowed to set boundaries, why it's okay. Um, but what I keep hearing is, okay, but how How do I literally say the words? How do yeah. I turn down a job offer? How do I say no to a party? So my next book is going to be all about that. And just to give you a preview, you know, there's different kinds of ways to say say no. And one of them um, is, you know, saying no and leaving the door open. So it's like, I don't want to do this thing that you've invited me to for reasons that would be impolite to tell you the truth about, <laughs> yes. but I want to see you. So no, I can't come to your dinner party, but I would love to see you for lunch. You know, can we make a date? Yes. And then there's uh, the no that sends a message, which is a much, um, which is to me a much more useful way to say no in a very polite way that makes it clear to the person on the other end <laughs> that the, the discussion is over. Yes. Okay, well, I'm I'm looking forward to that, but we do have <laughs> Calm the F Town, which is a new one out now. The four books have been about your kind of different for types of anxiety. Are all the books about you? Like, what what was was that? What spurred the books on? It's a mix. It's the you know the liberation that I felt when I left um, my corporate job and my career, and I stepped off that ledge and everything that followed. It's also how I did it. So the second book, Get mm. Your Stuff Together, <laughs> yes, uh, is, yes. is organizational and motivational, and it's about goal setting. The third book is about becoming comfortable with who you are. It's called You Do You. I can say that on air. Yes. Um, and turning <laughs> your flaws into strengths and not telling, le not letting other people tell you that you have flaws to begin with. And then Calm the F Down was really the most useful and important one for me as an anxiety sufferer, as somebody who had a tendency to catastrophize, mm -hmm. as somebody who was poisoned by the what ifs. And I wrote it, it's sort of an inner, inner monologue to myself about talking myself down and then yeah. figuring out how to explain to other people. So all the books have an element of the personal of my journey, which is a word I use with <laughs> sarcasm you feel like um, you're on American Idol you've been <laughs> on a journey <laughs> but uh, but also you know it it's informed by I do a lot of anonymous surveys I uh, solicit input from my from my social media followers and ah. figure out what is really bothering people right now and what they need help with and then 
and then I write the books about them. All right. Well, I would like to have a little more of a chat with you, Sarah. I think there's we've more to delve into. So what we're going to do is very quickly pop to a song and get more into the whole social media audience and maybe like the success of the books and how that's felt for you. We'll have more chats with best-selling author Sarah Knight after this. The Nikki Byrne Show with Jenny Green. Weekdays from 10. I was not intentional. We did just play a band with the name Panic in the title as we talked to the author of Calm the F Down, Sarah Knight. That was not a planned plug, Sarah, but it kind of worked, didn't I it? I thought it was intentional <laughs> and I was mentally congratulating you for this feat. You're like, oh, wow, what a slick show you were thinking to yourself. So we are talking about your brand new book. It's called Calm the F Down, as you said. It's your fourth book, as you mentioned to me in the song there, in three years. Yes. So you're, are you surprised by the levels of success you're having? I am surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. I had worked in the publishing industry for a long time as a book editor, and I, I saw great books fail and bad books succeed and everything in the middle. And I'd so love I to just, know what the bad books are, but I know you can't say that on <laughs> Well, they're, they, most of them have the American president on the cover of them. Oh, okay. You know? um, Fair enough. But, uh, but no, so I didn't have, I didn't allow myself to have super high expectations because I didn't want to be disappointed. And as it turns out, my expectations were, were beaten at every step. They were met, so. exceeded, and exceeded again. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did mention just before the song that you uh, you surveys and you talk to readers and stuff on social media. You must, I would imagine, I know you try and get back to people a lot on social media, but like the volume of people that read your books, you're not going to physically be able to talk to everybody. How do you navigate that kind of... I am just starting to reach that critical mass, actually, and it's partly due to this tour in London and Ireland where... I'm just really getting so much correspondence from people and I tr- I try my best to acknowledge, you know, even if it's just tapping the little heart button to say I saw I saw you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, a lot yeah. of people are asking for advice and I want to be able to I want to be able to help but it's just it's a huge volume of of correspondence. So I am getting a little less able to do it and I hope nobody feels bad about that yeah but um, I mean you're only human and there's personal. millions of readers so yes. well I also have to sleep yeah so. well I was gonna ask you I mean you've now moved to the Dominican Republic which on paper you mentioned is a tropical island it sounds amazing do you have more free time are you less stressed do you get a bit more sleep like what's the life like I do I do and it's because I can plan my own day so I do the work that I have to do whether it's writing my books or articles or sending out my newsletter or whatever in the hours in which my brain is primed to work which is usually like 11 a.m to 5 p.m and then i do the other stuff and when i worked in new york i was commuting for two hours a day i was working eight or nine hours in the office i was coming home and working another three hours reading and editing manuscripts and then working on the weekends and that really cut into to the me time and i think me time is very important so now i condense all of what i have to do into the good you know the good hours okay well that's interesting because my last question before we let you go is you know, some of us may not be able to just move to Dominican Republic just yet. Maybe that'll be the goal in the end. For those of us who maybe want to take on a small piece of advice from Calm the F Down to sort of make a change before they maybe get to quit their job and do what they really want, is there a small piece of advice you could give just to get people started? So the idea is just to conserve your time, energy, and money, your freak out funds, so that you can deploy them on things that you really want to do, goals you want to set, things you want to achieve. So the idea behind Calm the F Down is, like I said, to identify the stuff you you can control and the stuff you can't and let go of the latter and stop wasting your time and energy on that so that you have it to plan a move to the Dominican Republic or <laughs> to the wilds of New Zealand or wherever it is that you want to Or go. the wild Atlantic way, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> so bring a jacket. All right. Well, Sarah Knight, it was a pleasure to talk to you today. The new book is called Calm the F Down. It's published by Quirkus. You can get it now for $14.99. Marie Kondo has an patch on you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Two.
The Nicky Burns Show with Jenny Green.